Welcome to Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast, the podcast where we take Scott Pilgrim down a peg. Yes. What? This episode, we are obliterating, uh, yeah, obliterating volume five of nice. Scott Pilgrim. It's going down. It's never going to recover from this podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. You're busted, Scott. Pilgrim. I'm Pete. And as mentioned, we're going to be talking about volume five of Brian Lee O'Malley's Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the universe. If you haven't read it or if you haven't read it in a while, we're going to be getting into spoilers and talking through it. But just imagine what goes on here and get into the spoilers immediately. This is published February 4th, 2009 from Oni Press. And in this volume, Scott and Ramona have been not just dating, but living together for a while. And the cracks are starting to show oh, in this volume man. as her two kind of final ex evil exes. There's one left, which is Gideon, but two twins are attacking twins. Scott with robots throughout the volume. That's not even the main focus. That's mostly happening in the background. We don't even get to see any of those fights because the main thing is Ramona and Scott growing apart as they're living together. Oof, no. We're also checking in with a lot of our other characters like Kim Pine, Scott oh, ba- Sex Bob-omb has not been playing any gigs, but instead recording their album that I believe mm-hmm. by the end turns out to be 17 minutes long or something like that. It's great. And bad. And yeah, by the yeah. end of the volume, big thing here, he beats the twins, but loses Ramona. Kim Pine moves out of town and ultimately Gideon calls him out and says, I'm going to kill you. And that's where we yeah. leave things heading into the final volume of the book. So this is a big one and a really emotional one. I remember Brian Lee O'Malley saying that the last two volumes were the hardest for him, I believe, because he was trying to get all the pieces in place, figure out where all of the characters were going to end up and start to set up the end game. So if anything, I mean, I haven't read the last one in a while, but it feels to me like this is sort of the, not to use a terrible comparison, but like the Deathly Hollows part one to the Deathly Hollows part two. Mm, like they're really just you. sort of finishing things up here. Sorry. Uh, Twilight New Dawn part one to Twilight there New Dawn. There it is. Dawn. Now okay, we're talking. Now you. we're speaking thank the same you. language. Yeah. I was going to say the, uh, <laughs> I was going to say this is like the Empire Strikes Back. This is where Ooh. like all, it's only bad things happening. Um, that's a good comparison as well. I, ha- I haven't thought about that movie. Is that, what series is that in? Twilight, um, Harry Potter. Yes, uh, I think that's a um, Hunger Games adjacent uh, uh, storyline. Yeah. This is the, not fun. I don't like this bit. You don't like this one. <laughs> this is how we beat Scott by not talking about it. The but I, I mean everyone. The focus. I feel like Scott gets to be. He's gotten better over the first four volumes, and he gets to sort of just be like, "I did it. I'm good now. Let's sort out my. I just got to fight these these twins." And everyone else is sort of suffering and changing and moving on or stuck in their past or something. It's, this is very much like the orbit around Scott's volume, I feel like, setting up Scott for the final volume coming up. Yeah, I, I agree with the Zalbatron. This issue is heartbreaking a little bit. I mean, the Kim Pine of it all uh, uh, is really rough, uh, especially in this rereading where I was like, oh, man, I didn't realize how much I was really kind of pulling for this ship until it kind of ends. Kim and Scott? Issue. Yeah. Well, this book continues, this series, and maybe it's just the reread, 
continues to be so could it easily turn into a Kim Scott yes, story. Because when he saves her from the cage and they have that kind of little embrace, it, uh, you feel it. It's before yeah, that, feel though, it. because... It is before that, but it's kind of crystallized. No, no, no. What I was going to say is like literally right before that, because what I was feeling throughout this volume is Brian is doing a really good job of driving home that maybe Ramona and Scott aren't right for each other. You know, we've been talking about how this series charts the progression of relationship. And here is where they've been living together for a while and gotten into a routine. They do kind of the same things all the time. The shine has worn off of the relationship. Scott is maybe purposely ignoring it or just being dumb about it because he's dumb about everything. But Ramona is definitely in a place where she's like, I'm in what should be a good relationship. And And then she does that stare out the window where you're like, oh, she's not here. And I think we've all been there, right? You're in a good relationship and you feel like, hey, this is fun and uh, this is the person I should be with. Why don't I feel right about that? And that's what I think we're getting from Ramona here versus the stuff with Kim Pine. Kim Pine has hated on Scott this entire series. We found out that they were together back in the day. I would say hated in quotes, bruh. When she is captured, not only does he run to save her immediately, but then when she is in the cage and Scott needs extra motivation to fight it back against the twins, she lies and says, oh, I got a text from Ramona on my phone. She says that she loves and believes in you. And she knows exactly what Scott needs to fight back. This entire time, these entire five volumes, I haven't had that sense of connection between Ramona and Scott that I've had between Kim and Scott. Like Ramona and Scott are together because they're hot for each other. Like they're hot for each other's bodies, I think is like basically what it comes down to. And Kim understands Scott and knows Scott and is annoyed about him exponentially, but like loves him at the same time. And I think Scott feels the same way about Kim. Well, she never got, you know, he wouldn't be able to say that. She never got a shot. Really? Scott has always been oblivious around her. A Scott shot. And yeah, yeah, she likes Scott. And then he was kind of like, ah, we should be in a band together. And this whole thing started and it was awesome. And then he kind of like, didn't real didn't stop and think about what he had or appreciate their connection at all. Wait, are you saying that we're all uh, Kim Kim Grimms? Kim yeah, Grimms? or Pine yeah, Grimms? We, yeah, pine we're Grimms? all pining, pining for, for the, pine. Yeah, yeah, we're Pine Grimms. We're Scott Pilg Kims. Please stop. I don't know what's happening to your brain right now, but please stop. I do this professionally. I come up with ship names. This is really I do this professionally. I paid a lot of money. How much does that pay? Yeah. It pays in vodka. Remember Benefer? That was me. I did Benefer. Wrong podcast. Anyway, the the important thing to get through here is, yeah, I think we're all Kim Scott shippers. I think that's what you're supposed to think after this volume. But I think at the same time, it's over because Kim has left town. Yeah, out of the band. 
I don't know. Well, well let's, let's wait, jump wait, into wait, this. No, no. Yeah, hold on. I, we're still here, and I want to kind of – I know we're jumping all the way to the kind no, of No, that's fine. This just, is literally what's happened on every episode of this podcast. We're like, okay. let's do a deep dive into the volume, and then five minutes later, all we're doing is talking about the ships. Okay, so <laughs> the, when he says – he apologizes for himself and she, you know, accepts it and is like, I, that got me. I got really uh, moved by that. And uh, uh, it was, you know, he was like, he, uh, there was a moment there that they could have happened and he kind of apologized for his behavior. And I, I don't know if that is enough for her, but it was a real nice moment for sure. Well, and I, I think, because we we have in our past read the final volume and and we know what happens at least in that I think it maybe could be different with the upcoming animated series. Oh, you maybe, think it could, it could be? Because I th- I think the point is in our lives we could go down multiple paths in different relationships. Yep. And Scott here is at that, and we can see it, but he can't. He's doing what he's doing. Kim isn't capable of letting her guard down enough to really put it out there for him. I feel like. And she sort of knows it. She sort of packs up and leaves. And so, like, everyone is being themselves, and it's just everyone's bouncing off each other, and it's going a certain way. So, like, it really, I think we're, everyone's right, technically, except for the knives thing. That's wrong. Pete's, that's wrong when you say Oh, Jesus Well, can Christ, we talk about man. that a little bit? You because being I so do, nice. Wait, wait. I, I would, no, I think he's this volume doesn't do right by knives because we've seen – so much progression from her over the course of the series. Yeah. She has gone from, you know, this completely naive 17 year old to it fits and starts being like, I understand music now and experiencing yeah. her first love and her first heartbreak. And obviously part of the, the joke is that she's 100% focused on Scott beyond all reason, but it felt like to be in volume four that, she was starting to wrap her head around getting beyond that. And this volume, she takes an enormous step backwards where she is 100% focused on Scott. We, I I still really like the stuff that happens in here with her. It's very heartbreaking. The scene where she confronts Ramona in the bathroom, doesn't know if she should tell her that Scott cheated on her with, yeah, yeah with them uh, and she ultimately does and the way that she crumbles there was interesting uh justin you're nodding your head no you well, don't I, I don't know oh, that Pete. felt a little yeah, okay, please. Yeah, Pete, Pete's been lots of thoughts, lots okay of so yeah there's a lot first off justin dropped a bomb but i have to deal with alex's first so the the um, knives involved um, to defend my point is in the the movie that was the knives cut Scott Pilgrim realizes that the person he loves is the person that he enjoys hanging out with, the person who he thinks is his friend and he loves his friend, and they have a lot of fun together and they fit well. That's why I liked that choice. That's why in that the Ramona didn't make sense. But to to what you said before... Uh, Justin, that we're we in life, you have these different things that kind of happen and kind of filter out. It's different when you are kind of kind of look at all the choices from an outside perspective and make smart choices. And yeah. that's why I think the Kim Pine of it hurts 
the most because they don't kind of see how well they fit together in this. You it's know, like how, how we long- used to have Steve, the fourth member of the comic book club. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We, we moved on. Yeah. Uh, but let me also say, here's what I, I've thought about oh. the movie, the movie, the knives cut that you saw. And just yeah. to explain what that is, Pete saw an earlier cut of the Scott Pilgrim movie back in the day. And it had him ending up with knives. Right. Uh, which we had maybe talked about, but not quite said that before on an earlier episode. I'm going to throw out that I think that storyline in the movie you saw was an extension of the Kim Pine romance from the books that they poured it over to Knives because it didn't make sense. They didn't have enough time to really develop Kim Pine in the movie, and she's just sort of like a a comedic character. When really the the DNA of the books is that it's Kim is the other sort of person for Scott. And so it makes sense that the they sort of kind of that, opposite. That they make a nice odd couple where she's kind of like, but likes his sunshiny kind of doughiness to the world. And they kind of fit together and work nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's my theory. Yeah. Interesting theory. Well, uh, well, hold on. There were a lot of different things that we threw out there that I think we should probably talk about more. I, before I forget, I do want to mention, I loved all the X-Men stuff in this volume. Oh, yes. Great. So good. Right in, I think, all of our wheelhouse. But the stuff of just cutting it on Scott being like talking about the Australian era of the X-Men or talking about Ileana Rasputin. I was like, I know exactly what he's talking about here. But I also love that that's a depiction of when you're in a relationship with somebody who does not care about the same stuff you do, where you're nerding out, rattling on about this stuff. They're like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. And and they're contemplating leaving you the whole yeah. time you're talking about the X-Men? <laughs> yes. That's, that's yeah. a truism. That's, Don't that's, talk about... It's a little relatable. too close to home. Don't yeah. talk about Claremont-era X-Men or <laughs> your partner's going to leave. <laughs> that's truth. I'll also throw out there, just because we haven't said on this podcast, I want... I always wanted, and I still want Scott's jacket so badly. His X jacket, his X Men jacket. Oh, I thought you were going to say the four and a half. Uh, shout out to Fantastic that, Four. That I love too. Franklin Richards, four yeah. and a half. All love very it. cool. Very cool. Great, stuff. great clothes. The fashion. Every character is dressed very well in this book. And that's oh why yeah, for sure. I've really been enjoying the back matter of the edition I'm reading, which has Ooh, a ton of extra. Yeah, extras. the back matter stuff is great. Are you reading? So okay. Just to talk about the editions a little bit more, because I'm reading the original volumes, the black and white, which are very fun and have like little extras of them. But there were also the color editions slash evil editions that were released individually. And then there was the color collection, which is two volumes at a time. You're reading the color edition, right? Color editions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not the color collection, which is grown up. Um, Yes, those are all really good and well worth picking up. Um, I'm I'm liking reading it in the original black and white. I looked it on the color stuff and it feels weird to me. It does. It's kind of insane. It's so vivid, though. It's colored so well. It's really Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I did want to go back and talk about the Ramona of it all, though. Um, What do you think? Like, let's delve into this a little further. Do you think... She should have seen a doctor because her head is glowing. I mean, come on, guys. Yes. If your head is glowing, <laughs> please uh, see a doctor immediately. That doctor. may be a side effect of Dr. Lizzie. Being in love. Being in love. Or being controlled Do by somebody. Do you think Ramona and Scott should be together? I know that's the thing that we've been talking around, but I want to ask that like point blank. 
Pete, do yes. you think yes? You think so? I Justin? say yes. Like I, I like their relationship. I like what they do for each other. They both have different baggage issues. Obviously, Ramona's is sort of the driver of this whole series. Uh, but Scott came in with plenty and has sort of, you know, got it together to use their words. Uh, that that I think, you know, we they they do match each other in a nice way, I think. And I like seeing them together. It's very it's very sad at the end of this volume when she as soon as you get that haircut, you're like, oh, something's brewing here. And then she vanishes into the glow. It activates the chip in the back of her neck there. I, 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 to answer your question, Zalbatron, no, I don't think they belong together. I think that they have cute moments together and very touching stuff. But I also think when she looks out the window and he, you know, I mean, he's constantly in somebody else's bed. I just think it's one of those things where, um, you can see them being together, but, you know, so far, the only thing that he does is fight people well. And I don't know. I just think that it's hard also because I know what's happening. You know what I mean? If I could kind of take that out, it might be different. But I know why her head is glowing and stuff. So it's, um, yeah, it would it, be interesting because we we only get one more volume and we don't get to explore what happens after they win. Cause that's really the, should they be together? Because once, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So I'll just stop talking. But if after all that goes down and you know, uh, then, you know, that's the real kind of. Now Pete, whenever, if you're in a relationship and that your partner is looking out the window, do you panic? Mm-hmm. Oh, I panic all the time. Is that why you painted, you spray painted all your windows black? Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. tinfoil, you know, on both sides, you know what I mean? Do you think there's a sense of, this is something that I got from the volume, and I'm curious if you guys got it as well, that there's a sense that Ramona has been waiting for the other shoe to drop the entire time with Scott and waiting for him to prove himself to be an evil ex so that when Knives tells her, oh, he cheated on us with us. She's like, well, of course, of course he did. Of course he's going to be an evil ex. Of well, that whole going to happen. night when she calls him a bad person and then he wakes up and she's gone. I mean, that's sheer panic on his part because he knows yeah. like, oh, you know. But also like, I don't know, like the whole thing of like he cheated on us is like, well, he cheated on Knives. And he, you know, sort of fell in love with Ramona. I don't. Well, that he fell whole in love thing with is, Ramona before the knives thing was over. He was just yes, like too but he lazy was, to tell It's her. not like he was trying. He was double dating them. He was trying to break up with knives the instant he met with. Don't met give him more Ramona. credit than he deserves. Don't. No, fuck I it. think I, it's a little to me. It was a little bit flimsy that that's the whole thing. But to your point, Alex, I think she was waiting for the other shoe to drop. And this whole time in up in this world uh, away from America for her has been like like a little vacation. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I like this guy. It's like you meet someone on vacation. You're not going to be like, all right, now let's all go home together. It, some people do. It, that's some, some people, people do, do fall in love on vacation. All right. Yeah. Okay. Where are you? you who are you? Are you on vacation? Vacation right it happens now? all the time, man. All right. People fall well, up. Yeah. Do you consider uh, uh, yourself <laughs> living in Baltimore right now as vacation? Is that what's going on? No, this is not a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So are you allowed to fall in love there or not? 
Uh, well, uh, yeah, hopefully. Who knows what's going to happen? That's a nice way to look at it. I love it. Uh, you got to find your knives, Kim, Ramona, or all of them. Uh, yeah, real quick, just to follow pie. up on the thing we were talking about before. What What is cheating? What would you characterize as cheating? Real quick, <laughs> Justin, take it away. It's a very black um, and white issue. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to have different answers. It's when you keep like a bunch of extra cards up your sleeve and then you just put them out when you need to, you mm-hmm. know? Like I mean, I know. Uh, I mean, I think cheating. The yeah. thing is, like, I, I, P, I know you're going to have a more like definitive, formal definition of it. But like, in this, in a matter of the heart, like this, I think, I think Scott didn't necessarily. I wish he had been able to tell knives sort of immediately. But like, you have if he meets Ramona, who he loves, and you know, dates and has sort of goes with. Like, if he had been like, okay, don't talk to her until I, like, clear things up with knives, it probably wouldn't have worked out. The, the heart You don't know that. Passionate. That's fucking bullshit, dude. Don't say that. That's I'm not, not, I'm not trying to be – I'm not pro-cheating by any means, but I'm it saying – It seems like you are. But I'm saying I don't think you – I think what Scott did wasn't this abominable thing uh, from Ramona's point of view. I'm surprised that that is such a trigger for her, that he's a bad person when it's sort of understandable, I think. And I understand why knives think it's not understandable. If you're dating somebody, you can't go and sleep with somebody else. It's not that hard. Yeah, no, I know those rules. I don't know. Have you heard about divorces? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have well, this is, one, thank you. <laughs> yeah. this, this is a very particular so, don't situation. Don't talk to me about it, motherfucker. You don't even know what it is, you <laughs> dickhead. Everything you just said just got thrown out the window. I thought this would be yeah. a funny discussion. This became yeah, no, real. this is a bad idea. Very real. Well, I think we have very different. Unders- like, no, there is. It's yeah. you're either with somebody or you're not, and if you're not, you got to tell them you're not. It's not that hard. I, I know it's not that hard, but people make that mistake constantly, and I'm saying that's uh, that's it's human. Easier it's a bit easier not to tell somebody. But that, what oh, I'm saying yeah. it's built into human nature. It's human nature a little bit. It's not like um, you know a law. It, it, it kind of is a law <laughs> if you're going to be with somebody. It's like a whole thing. It's like part of when you get married and say to somebody like. You know, I'm committing I'm, to you. I, I, they, they weren't married. They were dating I as 20-year-olds. He was dating as 17-year-old. We were talking like, about laws, and I was saying, you know. I, so I definitely don't believe in cheating when you're married. I'm talking about when you're 20. Yeah, there might be a little bit of a fuzzy line when you broke up with someone to start dating the next person. Can I, can I throw in here for a second? I think part of it is that, like we were talking around, Ramona is looking for that escape route anyway, whether she yeah. wa- actually wants it or not. Like, That's I think- what it seems like Scott is a end to means a little bit because she's got a – creepy ex who is uh you know hard to get away from and scott is defeating exes left and right so he's kind of a safe place to hold out well i i think it's that but i think also she does love scott like she says she loves scott and i believe she means that she I loves agree. scott yes. Yes. but at the same time in the back of her mind it's pretty clear that she thinks it's going to fall through at any moment and particularly in this volume well, in the like, back of is- her mind is something telling her otherwise 
Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like she thinks it's going to fall apart. She thinks he's going to be an evil ex. And when she finds out that whatever the circumstances are, Dives tells her that he cheated on both of them. She doesn't even ask what happened. Like she doesn't ask, did you kiss her? Did you sleep with her? You know, what happened here? It doesn't matter because it just confirms her. Yep. Scott is just another bad guy in a line of bad guys. For whatever reason, she thinks that's what she gets. That's what she deserves. Um, And I don't know. I don't actually remember much of the final volume. So I'm curious to see how much we delve into her psychology here and find out about that. That's something that I've been really wanting the entire time. And we really start to spend a lot more time with her here out on the balcony when she's with the twins in the bed with Scott, um, all of these other moments, which I really like. I mean, they're. Yeah, they're very touching, adorable moments. I mean... No, they're not. They're hard moments. They're hard, emotional moments. And I think that's good. It's good to challenge these characters. The night when they're drunk and he's kind of like clawing at her is adorable and sweet. Um, That's bad, though. It's bad because they're drunk as a way of forgetting their problems and they end up sleeping together. But it's only because they don't remember what's happening. And when they wake up in the morning, they remember all of it. And it's even worse. Yeah. What I'm saying uh, is don't drink alcohol, kids. It's bad. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, somebody Especially other... not in your 20s when it's mm-hmm. fun and you mm-hmm. can bounce right back. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, That's no, the worst definitely time. Definitely wait until you're mature. Yeah. yeah. Wait until you're like this close to death and then try it for <laughs> the first time. And then yep, try yep. it once. Push you over the edge. Uh, speaking, everyone's sort of having a bad time. There's just a malaise over this whole book. The band breaks up. Steven Stills looks like shit. The oh, whole man, book. he does. He. <laughs> Do you know who is having a good time, though, is Wallace seems to still be having a great oh, time. Wallace He's got a definitely. boyfriend. He, well, what's the deal with the boyfriend's name Mobile or Mobile? I don't know. What is, is that? Like Boost I think, Mobile? I don't know. I feel like it's I'm missing a, a joke with that name. Something? Yeah. I feel like I'm missing a joke and I don't know. What it is. I think it's just like insert dude here type of. Yes, but we get to see him and he's cool and he um, is like he works on the astral plane and all this stuff, which is really fun. It's just the name. I don't quite. I feel like I'm missing a piece of a joke and I wish I knew what it was. Yeah, Uh, But all the I really love like young Neil is like awful in this. Oh, my God. Can we talk about this? Young Neil's in the corner smoking. Oh, my God. What do you want? See. You love young Neil, Alex, and I'll I tell you what, I do love young Neil, like, and his poor bedroom, like, there's spider webs in it, he hasn't moved for several volumes at this yeah. point. Poor guy. I like, you're an asshole, and he goes, I'm young, I'll grow out of it. Oh, <laughs> sick burn. <laughs> Justice for young Neil! That's what I have to say wow. on this podcast. Uh, I did think it was really funny, the robot has joined the party, that was a fun uh, very fun. Let's talk about the video game references. We get a lot yeah. of, uh, if we get Double Dragon on the, ins- the yes. title page, which love that. Double. Twins as a villain is just a classic mm-hmm. RPG or any sort of game thing. Yeah. The yeah. R- larger and larger robots is fun. Uh, I love the setup of the, uh, I think it's Legend of Zelda, The Adventure of Link, uh, Scott in the Mirror, the Shadow Scott. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing that there as a video game reference. Just a lot of great Solid refs here. Yeah, and Scott keeps winning things that don't actually mean anything, like he wins his birthday and then he wins yeah. the party and other things. Also, the party themes were very funny. I'm forgetting yeah. what they were exactly, but... Um, yeah, we get the um, Umbrella Academy costume, right? Mm-hmm. For Scott? Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. I think so. Wait, which one? 
the suit with the mask. Oh, okay. There you go. Right? <laughs> could could be. Skinny tie. Maybe. I don't know. The Day of the Dead costume that he's wearing? Yes. Okay. But yeah, his sure. isn't really a Day of the Dead. It's like a suit no, with a skinny not. tie and a mask. Yeah. Like also, Ramona's costume, I think it's Ramona's costume, is very mystique as well. Like the classic yeah. like necklace of skulls thing that she had going on. So that was very fun. Very uh, fun. I also really like the little cat. It was adorable. I wanted Gideon? to ask about that. What is you like, Gideon? <laughs> well, I thought so, the cat was like adorable the way it was just kind of in different corners and stuff. So there's a cat named Gideon who mm-hmm. Scott is trying to track down and feed, and he keeps leaving food out for it, and ultimately it does come back and eat. What is the purpose of this cat in the volume? What's your take? I on think it? it's just a, a shout out to cats where they have this evil agenda. You try to feed them and take care of them, but you know, they're kind of like just ruling over. Just their shout life. out to cats. Yeah. I think it's sort of like we get to see him trying to do anything to hold on to Ramona, even like trying to take care of this thing that is like working for Gideon, like an evil mm-hmm. cat for an evil, bad uh, villain. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't know if we know that the cat is working for Gideon. Maybe that is something in the final volume that I just don't remember. But well, it's named Gideon. I know, but yeah, the but that names doesn't mean working for him. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not named after my boss. You're not. <laughs> You're not <laughs> yet, but eventually you'll change your name. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think it, you're absolutely right in terms of it's trying to hold on to some vestige of Ramona yeah. and trying to deal with it in a different way than completely falling apart after he and Envy broke up. We get to see a big difference here where he's still losing it. He's doing crying during the onions. He's crying to Wallace. Um, he can't really hold it together in his job or anything like that. And everybody knows it. But he's not just hiding out in Wallace's bedroom in the bed the entire time he's going out, he's doing things, he's interacting with people. He's active. Yeah. He's trying to leave uh, Sam and Nagiri for this cat and goldfish Mm. crackers and other things that are contextually appropriate. So he's trying to grow. Like I think you touched on this a little bit towards the beginning of the chat, Justin, but there's a real sense of growth from Scott in this volume. He is a, not a completely different person, but really moving towards being an adult. You know, he's 24. We start with his birthday. That's starting to get on the cusp of out of that period of like, what do I do with my life to decide what you're doing with your life and move forward in some way, you know, in some aspect. And that's what we really get, I think, here emotionally and thematically, which I really liked quite a bit. Pete, any other, or Justin, any other moments you want to call out? I mean, I just, you know, I I agree with what you're saying a little bit, but I just feel like 24 is not really, you're not really an adult yet. I mean, you got to. When are you an adult? Uh, When are you an, okay, when are you an adult who is allowed to cheat? Go ahead, Pete. Oh, 65. 65. You're never allowed to cheat. You retire into adulthood. Uh, whenever the it is, right on your deathbed, you have your first drink of alcohol, then you cheat on your spouse. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At then that point, die. anything goes. You die. Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out some of the uh, back matter stuff in the volume, the, the color edition volume. We get some great, uh, for the, the local local heads over here, um, we get a, a, a limited edition poster that they uh, that Brian Lee O'Malley made for the release at Hanley's. Yep. New Hanley's Universe here in New York. And... The R.I.P. Rocket Ship, the comic oh, book store that used to be yeah. on Smith Street. Oh, I love the Rocket, Rocket Ship. Ship. Yeah. 
uh, there's a great poster with the has the rocket ship name and yeah. address on it. Uh, there's um, he talks a little bit about his process and he do, does thumbnails. He writes everything first, which is mm. a little bit abnormal, and then he does inch high thumbnails. That's small, so he doesn't go into too much detail and waste too much time making these <laughs> absolutely disposable things for no reason, which wow, I thought was really interesting. Hilarious. An inch yeah. high, that is so small. And that's where he just does like the layouts and, you know, puts in like, oh, I'll put the word balloons here and here. And um, the other thing I really liked is there a page of uh, Kim and Ramona, and a, a line from Kim, just that was a doodle, basically, her saying, maybe we can get, uh, if we're still hanging around in 10 years, maybe we can get married. And I think that's a clear conversation that Kim is something she's saying to Scott, the classic thing to say to the person you like, but you're not willing to come out and say it. Well, could I throw something out here on that note? This is probably a little too early for it. But when we're at Baltimore Comic-Con, we talked to Hunter Gorenson, the head of Oni Press, and asked him, next year is the 20th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim. Are there any plans? He talked a little bit about the Netflix show and thought it was really amazing. And then he said, and yes, we are aware that next year is the 20th anniversary. And he said it in a very, Let's like, do it. It seems like he does have any wink planned at all. No plans. Wink. Zero plans. No plans. Well, what do you think? Let's speculate wildly. Does that mean just a even more color edition of Scott Pilgrim? Or does it mean a legit I think- continuation of the book in some way? Everyone who bought a copy of the book gets mailed a gold coin. I think that's what's that. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Cool. Yeah. That'd be very expensive. <laughs> I I think it's time for, an, yeah, I, I would think that a 20-year anniversary, especially tied with the, the launch of the show, makes a lot of sense to announce and release a sequel series that is Scott and whoever is around. They've gotten maybe... 10 years older, whatever year you want to put on it, they're going to be older and we're going to get to see where they are and maybe get a little story. I think that would be lovely. Or do they go like Muppet Babies where you mm-hmm. see them all as kids? You know what I mean? Not necessarily. They're, they're basically adorable. Muppets as they are and we've seen them as kids over the course of this the run. So Absolutely. Because I, I also think, and I don't know why I think this, and was this in some sort of press release? It, the the animated show is going to be different than the book, and I think it's going to go a little bit beyond the story in the book. Mm-hmm. I think in you're some capacity, that's true. I don't think it's happening. Any proof. It's happening. I saw it in I think a press release. It is. It's in a press release, and also Hunter Gordon told us that that it's going to be an expansion and extension of the graphic novels and the movies. So, so in in my face, <laughs> my face is right in my face, outer space. All right, that is it. This time, I think once again we have lost versus oh. Scott Pilgrim. What a bummer! Wait, we but next time, vo- we, one the more final, volume, we're going to get volume to get this right. Yeah. If you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Scott Pilgrim. Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X. Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Next time... It all comes down to this, the final battle between our podcast and Scott Pilgrim. Yes, and then we'll, it'll, ours will continue as we talk about other stuff and then the animated show. But in the meantime, let's all do what we said and go out and kiss a bunch of different people and keep it a secret. <laughs> and keep it a secret. <laughs> and